Hello, everybody. Happy Monday, and welcome to episode four of the Scale the Fuck Up podcast. So this podcast is specifically designed to help show you a real-life behind-the-scenes look at what it actually takes to scale a business to seven figures. Now, this is not just conjecture. These are not just theories, but actual strategies and action steps that my clients have taken in order to scale their businesses from six figures to multi-six figures up to seven and multi-seven figures. I'm Rhiannon, your host and business strategist for multi-six and seven-figure entrepreneurs, and I've been supporting women to help them grow and scale businesses that light them up, not burn them out, since 2014. Thank you so, so much for being here and for tuning in today and spending a few minutes of your day with me. Today, we are chatting all about the secret weapon, if you will, behind my seven-figure clients. So we know there's a lot that goes into growing a business. There are a lot of trials and errors and growing pains and really just figuring shit out as you go. Now, obviously, there are shortcuts you can take, like working with a mentor and really leveraging their knowledge to help you collapse the timeline of growth and you know investing in systems and lead gen that help run things on autopilot so that you're getting high quality leads funneling into your business in your sleep. But even with those, your business is unique. So just to clarify, when I say shortcuts, I'm saying that in quotation marks. So every single business is different. Every single business owner is different. And there are going to be learning curves that you still have to learn on your own and different roadblocks that are going to pop up for you in your journey that aren't the same as the ones that pop up for me or another business owner in theirs. And, you know, even in those shortcuts, again, in quotation marks, there can still be pitfalls and learning curves. So maybe that mentor was really good at marketing, but was actually terrible to work with, or maybe that funnel was really, truly epic but it sucked for your business and was a giant waste of money. So sometimes even the shortcuts don't work like we hope or plan. Now, even still, as I said before, there is a lot that goes into growing a business. But one thing that every single one of my seven-figure clients has, again, their secret weapon, if you will, is rock-solid support. So this support can come in a lot of different ways and types of support that one client has can obviously vary from types of support that another client has. But the point here is that a key differentiating factor is that these clients, you know, these women asked for, found, and utilized support. So not just in their businesses, but also in their lives, and that has a direct impact on their business. Now, as women, we tend to ask for help or communicate what we need far less than men. Now, I don't want you to just take my word for that one, so indulge me a little bit here as I read an excerpt from Harvard Business Review article titled, Nice Girls Don't Ask. All right, this start of the section is called Getting What You Settle For, And I quote, women are less likely than men to negotiate for themselves for several reasons. First, they often are socialized from an early age not to promote their own interests and to focus instead on the needs of others. The messages girls receive, 
from parents, teachers, other children, the media and society in general can be so powerful that when they grow up, they may not even realize that they've internalized this behavior or they may realize it, but not understand how it affects their willingness to negotiate. Women tend to assume that they will be recognized and rewarded for working hard and for doing a good job. Unlike men, they haven't been taught that they can ask for more, end quote. So this article talks a lot about women negotiating and in traditional professional roles. So by that, I mean those working primarily in corporate or for SMEs or working as an employee for a company. But from what I've seen and experienced working with entrepreneurs and small business owners for the past nine years is actually the same. So it can be even more exacerbated depending on the culture and where that woman grew up as well. Bottom line. Women struggle to ask for help. It's like there's extreme guilt or fear of being judged or feeling like we're being selfish or frivolous or whatever, but we struggle asking for help. So let's use a real life example. All right, every single one of my seven figure clients has support, right? But one of those types of support is support in the home. So someone or a company to help keep the house in order, essentially. Now, of course, some who have kids have childcare, others have laundry service or meal service, but as a baseline, everyone has some type of support at home. So I know when I started gaining a lot of traction in my business a couple of years ago, I too decided to hire a housekeeper. I was really struggling with working way too much and not having enough time and you know, me personally, I do a lot better when my home space is calm and clean. So this lady that I hired, she would come twice a month. She'd be here for 90 minutes or so. I'd pay. She's happy. I'm happy. Win-win, right? But when I first started working with her, you guys, it was so, so, so hard. I felt really guilty. It felt ridiculous that it's just me and I was having someone come in and clean. And also, just as a side note here, I like things clean and I like them organized. And until this apartment that I'm living in in Lisbon right now, I hadn't lived in one place for more than I think a year and three months since 2011. So moving sucks and moving a bunch of extra crap that you don't need makes it even harder. So my whole point here is I don't have a lot of clutter and I don't keep a bunch of extra stuff that I don't use just laying around. And I already keep a clean space. So there was zero reason to feel guilty. It wasn't like I was a slob and the place was gross or a mess or anything like that. But even still, I felt super guilty. I felt bad that it was just me. And I was afraid that she was judging me. And in conversations with my clients, every single one of them has struggled with this as well. Because asking for support can be really, really hard. But it is legit a game changer. So there are a lot of different areas that you can have support in. And you've probably heard the expression, you can't fill from an empty cup, right? So if you are constantly trying to hold it all, you'll get burnt out, overwhelmed, or never have time for anything. And it's just a hamster wheel that's really, really hard to get off of. So having support can help take a lot of that off of your plate. And here are some types of support that you can have. 
And please note, these are all paid support. Okay. So of course you can have friends or a business group that you bounce ideas off of and support you when needed, or like a partner who helps you to navigate, et cetera, et cetera. But these examples specifically are paid support types that can be incredibly beneficial. All right. So for business, you can have support in the form of a mentor or a coach. You can have support in the form of a team. You can have support in the form of a mastermind or an accountability group. Personally, you can have support in the form of a housekeeper, childcare, laundry service, or meal service. You can have support in a counselor or a therapist. You can have support with a chiropractor or a massage therapist or a personal trainer. And again, on the note of you can't fill from an empty cup. So self-care is really a big one here too. Although it may not really sound like it, having a spa day or a salon appointment can also be forms of support. All right. So what's the difference here between choosing to allow yourself to have support versus not? Well, a couple of key things. In business, you probably hold a lot. You've got clients to serve, bills to pay, and most likely you've got a lot happening behind the scenes. Personally, you probably also hold a lot. Spending time with your family, making time for your friends, running your household, managing the day-to-day, you know, it can get really, really exhausting. And if your business gets busy or starts to take off, that can mean that that spills over into your personal life. Likewise, if you've got things going on personally, that is going to have a direct impact on your business. So having the right support is 100% my seven-figure client's secret weapon. They aren't having to worry about if things are getting done when personal stuff, stuff pops up because they've got the support of a team running things behind the scenes. They're able to show up fully for clients because they weren't up until 2 a.m. trying to clean the house because they've got the support of a housekeeper keeping things keeping things clean and managed at home. They're able to move through blocks and challenges in business relatively quickly because they've got the support of a coach or a mentor helping them navigate. They're not about to pull out their hair out of frustration when Monday morning rolls around because they actually took time for themselves and have that support in place. Now, obviously having all of these support structures isn't feasible from day one. And even if you do have the cash flow, you still need to be discerning about who you're bringing on to support you. So just rushing in and hiring support just for the sake of it can actually do more harm than good, ironically enough. So in business, when you're looking for support in a mentor or a coach, make sure they actually can deliver and that you're a good fit. When you're looking for the support of a team, you need to evaluate how much support you actually need. For example, do you need multiple team members or can you just bring on a VA to help take things off of your plate? Now, I know this is a really, really, really big one for my clients. So there will be more episodes coming down the line addressing the team topic, just as a side note. When you're looking for support in the form of like a mastermind or an accountability group, same concept, make sure it's a good fit for you and it's full of people who can help elevate you and are where you want to be. So it's also the same concept personally. You can ask for recommendations, you can read reviews and make sure whomever you're gonna be hiring is a good fit for what you actually need. So what about you? 
Do you currently have support in either your business or your life in general? Did you have resistance to bringing on support when you first did? I would absolutely love to hear from you. And of course, if you are looking for support in your business, either on strategies that you can apply to actually grow and scale or on the team front, just pop me a DM. And of course, I would be more than happy to have a combo with you. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you again so, so much for being here. So grateful for you tuning in and I will see you next Monday. Bye.